All right, wall fans, common censors, social media world, podcast consumers, and on this very, very special evening, welcome Red Sox fans. That's right, the Boston Red Sox are now officially, officially 2018 AL East Division champions. That's right, they just won, actually. Came in the studio a little bit late tonight, like a couple minutes late, simply because I was waiting for the end of that game, uh, and I was hoping it would be a positive outcome. Sure enough, it was. They beat the heck out of the hated, hated New York Yankees. I know, Seth, you'll be texting me about that tomorrow after you listen to this episode, but that's okay. AL East Division Champs for 2018. We're going to keep the jersey up. We're playoff bound, and we're going to be supporting the Sox as much as possible, me personally, and this podcast, of course. Now, now that that's out of the way, uh, let's get into it. We got episode 72 coming your way right now of Go Tell to Wall podcast. And I am, of course, your favorite, absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We all know that's not true, but it's okay. I like to use that term just because that's how it goes. It's my podcast. I'm talking to a wall. I can do whatever the hell I want. And I like to call myself the one and only Sean O'Rourke, uh, despite the fact that Sean O'Rourke is very similar to like a John Smith depending what part of the world you are in. All right, let's get into it with some social plugs. That's right. You can follow Go Tell to the Wall between episodes, during episodes, after episodes, all of the good things on multiple platforms. One of those would be on Facebook, facebook.com slash Go tell it to the wall. Get all of your updates there between episodes and all that good stuff. Uh, we are, of course, on Twitter because who isn't on Twitter these days? Everybody and their mother is on Twitter. So you can follow us there at tell the wall pod or my personal Twitter account, which is at magic muppet. Just follow both of them. You know, you know, you follow a bunch of idiots on Twitter. Just follow those as well. Uh, get your doses of common sense between episodes, during episodes, all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, don't forget about our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall. You're going to find our channel there. Make sure you subscribe, watch videos, like, share, do all of the things that you do on YouTube. Again, you know you're subscribed to a bunch of idiots on there, so get your get your dose of common sense through Go Tell to the Wall on YouTube. And most importantly, and all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned, plus more, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, www.SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there, bookmark it, check back often, and like I said, that will actually take you to those things I just mentioned. There's direct links. You don't even have to type in at Tell the Wall Potter. You just click it, and boom, you're there. You know, Same with YouTube. Click it, you're there, right there. Uh, so make sure you bookmark, and there's additional stuff up there, blogs, photos that you're not going to see anywhere else, and... Also very important, you will find links to both our Patreon page and our Indiegogo campaign. That's where you can support the show financially. If you support it enough, you can get your name up on this lovely little board here. You can get yourself some awesome Go Tell It To The Wall stickers. You know you want some of those, uh, as well as some other great, very unique perks. So check us out. Patreon, just get the links through seanorworklive.com. I the links they're like everywhere, but really that's like your one-stop shop is seanorworklive.com. Bookmark it. New stuff going up there constantly. I mean new stuff going up everywhere constantly, but that is is going to take you to all the other places that have new stuff. So that's where really where you want to be heading is to seanorworklive.com to keep track of all those things. And please, please, please become a patron. Support the Indiegogo campaign. It, it, it helps to keep this stuff running. It helps us bring in new guests, new content, new gear, and just higher quality overall. So that that's something, uh, you know, if you're interested, please, please, please check that out uh, and, and help us out as much as you can. Uh, one important note for those of you out there that are avid, avid listeners or watchers, whatever it might be, we will not have an episode next week. That's right. I've got a scheduling conflict next week. Everything's a little crazy, and we're just going to skip a week. That This happens on occasion. Uh, usually it's due to me being sick or, or something else, but uh, but sometimes it is a scheduling conflict, and that's what we're looking at for next week. Uh, so don't be surprised if you're a subscriber and it doesn't show up in your podcast app on Friday, a week from tomorrow. Uh, or again, also, if you watch the live feeds, don't be surprised if you open up Facebook or YouTube and, and you don't see the actual live feed going on there because we are taking a week off. Everything's all good. We just, uh, because of scheduling conflicts, have to take a week off. And we are fast approaching 
our two-year anniversary show. Two years? Yeah, two years. I don't know. It's so hard to keep track of this stuff. Two-year anniversary show, which will be coming up in October, so look forward to that as well. Just keep in mind, no show next week. It doesn't mean we really miss an episode. It just means there's an extra week in between episodes, and that's why you want to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all that good stuff because that's how you can keep up. Get your Go Tell It's a Wall fix uh, through there as, as we miss uh, miss a week. You know, it happens. It happens. I, I know you're all very, very, very heartbroken, uh, but we will be back the following week, so don't worry about that. Unless, of course, I die from this this cold that I have caught from my toddler. Uh, I think I mentioned on live feed, but not on the actual audio. I spent the majority of my day today snuggling with a sick toddler. She's not feeling well, and of course, I am now three for three. When my kid gets sick, uh, I get sick, and it's it's just starting to overtake me. So we'll see how long my voice lasts here and, and all that good stuff. Uh, and, of course, before I forget the beer this week, I'm actually really excited about this beer this week. Not because it's unique necessarily. Uh, it's just kind of one of those value beers, I guess you could say. Um, we actually did a review of a similar beer. Uh, that I'll get into a little bit that hasn't gone up on YouTube, but will be going up there once I get around to uh, to actually posting more of the beer reviews that are just sitting in the hopper there. Uh, but this one in particular is from Farm Island Brewing. Farm Island Brewing, and it is their, their Organic Session IPA. That's right. Don't panic. It's organic. Their Organic Session IPA. I actually tried to do a little bit of research on this. Uh, full disclosure, my wife picked this one up for me. She's like, oh, this is organic. I figured you could. And I was like, eh, sure. We'll put it on the pod. Try to do a little research. Really, no one knows anything about it. Uh, but from what I can gather, it seems that this is specific to Trader Joe's. That's right. If you are a Trader Joe's shopper, it looks like this is one. They, they probably contracted another brewery to do this. Uh, and they they labeled this one Farm Island Brewing, and it's organic. It's a session IPA sitting at 4.8%. 4.8%. It's a tasty session IPA. It's definitely a session IPA, but a little bit lighter on the hoppiness. And the, the kicker on this one is you pick up a six-pack of this at Trader Joe's for $6.99. And it's very much like Tap 79 that I just mentioned. And I haven't been in looking at their house brands lately, so this may have replaced Tap 79, which had an IPA and a Session IPA, uh, or maybe it is just their organic kind of version of the Tap 79. But it's a tasty one. If you're an IPA fan or a Session IPA fan, especially if you're a Trader Joe's shopper, uh, head on over to Trader Joe's, pick up a six-pack of this, because well worth it, especially for the value you're getting. What is it? What is essentially a craft brew uh, for a dollar or two less than than you're getting? You know, the the more well-known craft brewery six packs so check them out i'm enjoying it we've got it on the pod you know that's how it is mm. and it's a good one it's it's a tasty one i just i just <laughs> don't know much about the brewery itself uh yeah it, it's hard trying to figure that out trader joe's is just like yes we're gonna contract a brewery and we're not gonna put anything out there about it so no one knows what the hell they're drinking uh except for the fact that it's organic and i do know that it's you know it's always good to have organic stuff uh all right let's get into some social trends social trends going on right now across the social platforms especially on twitter twitter uh so <laughs> these are if you're familiar with the show this is when i go around and i find some little trends that are either annoying or funny whatever it might be uh again it's my podcast so i get to talk about things that i like and then have everyone email me and stuff and say that's terrible and then i say okay i won't talk about that anymore and then i talk about more horrible stuff anyway one of the first hashtags that i want to talk about Tonight, for episode 72, is hashtag my dad used to. Hashtag my dad used to. I was a little bit worried about this one. Not real worried, but there's always these funny hashtags that are intended to be funny, and some people run the wrong way with them. Sure enough, with this one, use caution when you're checking out this hashtag my dad used to. Uh, obviously, Many, many people out there have lost their fathers. It's, you know, it's the, it's just part of life. Uh, and so there's a lot of tributes. And I'm not saying that those aren't great things. It's just if you're going looking for comedy, uh, and especially for me personally with my OCD and OAD, sometimes that can be very triggering when I'm seeing someone talk about their deceased parent, uh, how, how heartbroken they are, whatever that might be. Um, and on that note, you know, it's the same thing. I actually didn't talk about this last week, but everyone was going crazy on 9-11 and, and posting, and it's great. I think everyone should post their tributes. We should all recognize it and everything else. Uh, but I, I, I would encourage you to think about when you're doing stuff like that or you bring it up to people that you know 
personally, because uh, stuff like that can be really triggering. So for me, who I don't like to fly in the first place, I, I just I don't like to do it. Uh, and everyone on 9-11 decided that they should post videos that are auto-playing in all the social platforms uh, of planes hitting buildings. And it's like, I, I get it. that That's what you want to do. But keep in mind that that can be very, very triggering for other people, much like how this hashtag my dad used to uh, can be, depending on what you're scrolling through. Most of them are actually very, very funny. Uh, and I want to <laughs> share a couple of these with you. Uh, one of these, my dad actually didn't used to do this, but I always joke that... Uh, then I'm going to do this to my daughter. And that would be hashtag my dad used to say the ice cream van played the music when they had run out of ice cream. That's right. Hashtag my dad used to. Uh, this one I constantly joke. In my neighborhood, we get three or four ice cream trucks driving by a day. And I kind of cringe every time like, oh, my God, my kid is just going to be losing her mind. So I always joke with people. That's what I'm going to say is, uh, you know, when the ice cream truck is playing music, that means they're out of ice cream. I don't even if I do actually do this when, when my toddler's old enough, I don't think it's going to work uh, simply because there's a lot of kids on my street and even adults that come out when they hear the ice cream man and they're out there and the ice cream truck sits in front of my house playing music and there's people ordering ice cream and other things from the ice cream man. So even if I do 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 this, my kid's going to catch on at some point and be like, if they're playing music and they're out of ice cream, how are all these people buying ice cream? I know it's just a matter of time. I don't think I'll actually do it, but it's really because, I, like I said, I have three or four uh, ice cream trucks that come by the house on a daily basis. Highland Park is just ripe with with uh, with ice cream trucks. And and Eloteras, uh, the, the Elote man, comes by daily, daily. If you want to get some Elote, uh, my neighborhood is definitely one of the places to do it. Buck 25 going to get you an Elote, and the guy walks right by the house. You like All you got to do is walk to the front of your house, out to the sidewalk, and there it is. Not, not a long walk for, for most people. That can also be dangerous. Uh, and one other one I really enjoyed. This one uh, does harken back to my father. And I, I, I am sure he still does this. I, I could ask my mother. I'm sure he still does this. Uh, hashtag my dad used to fall asleep watching TV, but instantly wake up and say, I was watching that if anyone tried to change channels. Hashtag my dad used to. That's right. Uh, that was something my father would do. And when I was younger, all the time, he'd be falling asleep on the couch. And I'd be like, ooh, I'm going to change the channel. And sure, like, sure enough, I'm watching it. But are you? Are you watching it, Pop? No, you're sleeping. You know, funny thing is my wife actually does this too. Not quite to this extent. Uh, but it happened. My wife would be falling asleep on the couch. And I'd be like, are you watching? She's like, yeah, I'm watching it. But your eyes are closed. Well, I'm listening to it. No, no, it's time. It's time to go to bed. You're <laughs> you're falling asleep. Uh, so that's a fun one. Check it out again. Hashtag my dad used to. Now, for those of you familiar with, I th this could have gone a just immediate different direction uh, for me. Fortunately, my father is, is is a fine, upstanding citizen. Did a fantastic job raising myself and my sister, uh, as well as my other three half siblings. Uh, but then. Whenever something like this comes up, I think about my biological father that I have spoken about briefly on the podcast, and that would be a whole different road that I would be going down uh, if, if that's what I was, was actually talking about. Fortunately, I uh, did not have to deal with that for, for much of my childhood. Um, anyway, let's move on. Another one that I found really interesting, and this one can probably be dangerous. I didn't scroll enough, but it's hashtag bad decisions I have made. That's right. Hashtag bad decisions I have made. Uh, and some of these can be true. Some of these can be funny. Uh, one of these from Stephen, Stephen Fleet on Twitter. Hashtag bad decisions I have made. Taking, a, taking safe jobs because I was too afraid to go after what I really wanted to do with my life. I can relate entirely too much on this. I commiserate with my wife quite often. Uh, the fact that I kind of gave up live event hosting, and also my, my small independent radio show when really I wanted to drive toward that. That was a big career goal of mine, but instead got into radio and television marketing. Uh, and that was, I wouldn't say that was a safe job necessarily. It just was paying me more at the time. And here I am uh, well into my 30s and, and have been <laughs> in, on this grind that really I should have been on this grind when I was like in my 20s. Although in my 20s, we didn't have podcasts and stuff. You know, None of this existed. You had to go pay for studio time talked about that on the podcast as well um another one of these this one i just i really can relate to 
Uh, hashtag bad decisions I have made. Staying up late to read just one more chapter. Uh, I constantly fall asleep with my Kindle like on my chest. And in fact, as embarrassing as it is, it was either last night or the night before I'm laying in bed. My wife's asleep next to me and I'm reading my Kindle. And I, I don't even know exactly what happened, but I think I had fallen asleep. And my Kindle fell onto my forehead and startled me. And I woke up and went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I fell asleep with my Kindle in my hands here. Uh, then, of course, I continued to continued on and finished that chapter because my Kindle hitting me in the forehead had, had woken me up enough uh, that uh, that I just went ahead and finished that chapter. Uh, hopefully it was in the right spot. I might have missed like five pages on the book I was reading because it hit my head. You know, for those of you familiar with the Kindle, you just you swipe to, to uh, go to the next page and all this stuff. So who knows where the hell I was in the actual book. I'll probably figure it out when I finish the book, which should be in the next couple days here. Uh, and then I'll be like, why is that? That doesn't make sense. Oh, that's the five to ten pages that my forehead flipped through while I was falling asleep in bed. So what happens with age, kids. You fall asleep in bed. I, I remember in my early 20s, like, I, you know, up to like five in the morning and then just kind of rolling into bed. Now it's like I, you know, I try to hit the bed by like 11, 1130 and I read. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, and really, I enjoy it because you, anyone out there, age is just a thing. You can you can be in your 60s and be out partying every night and rolling into bed. and That's fine. Uh, I'm just nice and comfortable <laughs> with my with my blanket Maybe a nice little beer at home, you know, uh, obviously imbibing in some other things that are fairly regular. Hey, Anthony, uh, which can also be very relaxing. We're interacting with the live feed a little bit as well, as usual. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully we will have our honor producer, Bridget, joining us. Uh, I have a feeling our stats and information producer, Chris, his song is he's probably celebrating at home. And the fact that he is also a uh, also a Boston Red Sox fan, guarantee he was watching that score closely, or watching and or watching the game, and he's probably probably having a nice little beer, putting his kids to bed, having a nice little celebratory drink for the Sox. Mm. Funny enough, speaking of social, and then we'll move on to this last hashtag that I was looking at recently. Uh, I gotta actually share it, but I was, you know, you got those Facebook memories. Which can often, I mean, they can be depressing for real reasons, you know, uh, if, if you've lost someone and it gets posted and you go to look at your memories on a particular day, you know, uh, it can also be depressing in the way that you look at yourself and maybe what good shape you were in a few years ago. That happened to me today. I was looking at photos from a triathlon I did, uh, Jesus, five, six years ago, and I was like, oh man, I used, I used to be kind of badass. I was kind of in shape back then. Not so much anymore, so it's a little depressing, but one of the other things that I found interesting from September 20th, 2013, was I had posted a Facebook status update talking about how the Boston Red Sox had won the division that day, won the AL East division that day, and for those of you out there that are baseball fans, Red Sox fans, 2013 would be the last time the Red Sox won the World Series, so hopefully a little, you know, some good mojo going their way because uh, they clinched it on September 20th. And last time they won a World Series. You never know. I, it's, baseball is such a superstitious thing. Uh, and apologies to the non-sports fans. You're going to get a little bit of it because, you know, Boston. We got the Boston Red Sox jersey up there. All right, last hashtag that I was enjoying on Twitter. And I feel, Twitter and all the platforms, I feel like we had something similar to this, but not the same. And this would be hashtag fictional character films. Hashtag fictional character films. Uh, one of these that was pretty obvious but really funny. Uh, Walter White Men Can't Jump. Hashtag fictional character films. Walter White would be the character from Breaking Bad. For those of you that haven't seen Breaking Bad, I am one of those people. Uh, no, I'm not one of those people. I watched a season, didn't care for it, and, and never went back to it. Uh, another one. Hashtag fictional character films. Ed Wood Scissorhands. Ed Wood Scissorhands. That's a deep cut. If you're not familiar with Ed Wood, definitely check that one. Uh, and one more, hashtag fictional character films, Homer Lone. That's right, Homer Simpson, the, the well-known animated character of the Simpsons animated series. Uh, and on that note, oh no, I've still got, actually, I've still got a little bit of social here. Uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about. A little, not, I mean, nah, not serious. Uh, so one thing that was floating around social media, and I didn't even want to look into it, but I know it was happening, uh, was a whole Burton Ernie thing. There's a whole Burton Ernie thing floating around, 
And then everyone like lost their minds and it was a whole thing and there was a big debate on it. I don't know. I didn't really look into it. I did, however, see some jokes uh, because this all had to do with the relationship between Bert and Ernie. And are they, you know, just friends? Are they a couple? Whatever. I mean, it's something that's been talked about uh, since I was a kid, I believe. Uh, and, of course, everyone had to come out with the jokes about sexualizing Muppets because, remember, the Sesame Street characters are Jim Henson uh, company puppets, making them Muppets. And everyone decided to come out with all these jokes. And I realized they were basically regurgitating jokes from Happy Time Murders. So, you know, it's not revolutionary. But at the same time, millennials really are only on these social platforms. <laughs> so they're all laughing their asses off. And I'm like, no, no, dude, I didn't even get around to seeing Happy Time Murders yet. And I saw all those jokes in the trailer. Same jokes. Yeah, felt. Yeah, we get it. Okay. Come on now. We need to do better. Uh, and another thing that was obviously floating around social media, and I was avoiding this one a little bit, was uh, all I got to say is poor Toad. Poor Toad. If you're familiar with Super Mario Brothers, Toad is the mushroom-headed guy that's been around really, I think, since like the 80s and, and re reiterated and Mario Kart and all kinds of different stuff. Um, if you're not familiar with this story, go ahead and look it up because that was about as far as I would go is just what was popping up in my feed. Cause I, this is information that I just, it's information I don't care to ever have. I don't care to have it. I have it now and I don't need it. I wish I didn't have it. it this is information that doesn't need to be told to everybody. You know, for me personally, I, I don't I don't want to know that. I don't. Again, if you're not sure, look it up. <laughs> if, if you're not sure, you've probably been. Hiding under a rock for a few days there. All right, let's get into some TV, film, and books. Man. I've got this cold that I caught from my toddler, and it's, like, coming on. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not helping it by yelling at a wall here for an hour tonight. But nonetheless, we, we will carry on. TV, film, and books. Uh, we've got some good TV stuff for you tonight. Veronica Mars. Are you a Veronica Mars fan? That little television show with Kristen Bell. Uh, and I believe they also made a movie. I don't think it was a theatrical movie, but I believe they also made a film uh, with Veronica Mars, the character of Veronica Mars and that whole world and everything. Uh, there's a reboot, officially a reboot happening of Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars reboot that's going to be happening on Hulu in 2019. Kristen Bell is back. Hi, Chris. How excited are you right now? Our stats and information producer, Chris Hassong, has joined the live feed. 2018 AL East Division champs, huh, Chris? Yeah, we're going to be watching them through the playoffs. I know you saw it already. I know. What's funny is I thought I thought they were going to be going later. And I was like, okay, Chris will be on the feed. He's going to let me know if they won. That's why we were a little delayed again. That's, that's hopefully the last time I'm going to get back, get to that or talk about that. Uh, but like I was saying, Chris and Bell back in the title role of for Veronica Mars. She is Veronica Mars. Personally, I never watched Veronica Mars, but I know it had a huge, huge fan following, uh, and, and a lot of people were upset when it ended, and, and now it's actually going to be back. So if you're a Veronica Mars fan, look forward to that on Hulu in 2019. Uh, I don't know if they've actually started shooting it yet, uh, but I know everyone's very excited. In fact, I did. someone had shared on either Twitter or one of those platforms, um, Kristen Bell had, uh, had, had actually... I don't know if she broke it, but she talked about it, posted a video of her saying, hey, Veronica Mars is coming back. Uh, so look forward to that. I, I Maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Nothing against her. I just never got into it. I don't know. I I tend to be late on those those geekier shows, uh, even if they're pretty popular. I just tend to be late on them. I was, it, I was the same way with, uh, oh, my God, Chris, help me out, uh, Brown Coats, which Chris is obsessed with. And I'm just, I'm Serenity. Uh, you know, and, and that whole Firefly and Serenity, that whole series. I actually saw the movie before I ever watched the uh, the television series, uh, which was obviously canceled at, at one time and everyone lost their minds and people are still a little bit bitter about it. Um, <clears throat> and I was just late to the game on that. So that that's probably me with Veronica Mars. Maybe I'll get back to it at some point here. Uh, not get back to it, but go back and actually watch it. Just And I, I, I like Kristen Bell. I've always been a bit of a Kristen Bell fan, just never actually got around to... Uh, Never actually got around to watching that one. All right, moving on. There is an animated show on Netflix. Animated show on Netflix that launched in August, I believe, very recently. And you probably saw some ad campaigns for it, especially if you are a Netflix 
subscriber. It's a little animated show called Paradise PD. Uh, Paradise PD. Yeah, I'm bringing this up to give you fair warning. Uh, I tried to watch it this week. When my daughter was napping, I usually like to put on some just junk. I don't want to say junk television. Like, I, you know, I put on some television so I can watch it in the background. Uh, and I tried to watch. I got through an episode and a half of this Paradise PD. Uh, and first off, holy shit. I didn't. I really genuinely didn't know that a television show, especially an animated show, could be that terrible. I mean, we are talking like we are talking terrible, and I don't watch animate like adult skewed animated shows like crazy. I enjoy them. They're they're a little mindless for me. It is so bad. And as I'm watching the first episode of this of the Paradise PD, I'm going, well, that voice sounds familiar. All these, this is very familiar. All these characters, and I realized that Paradise PD was made by the same people that created the show Brickleberry, which is on Comedy Central uh, and features the voice of Tosh from Tosh Point uh, and they basically regurgitated it, and instead of park rangers, they made them all police officers. And it's the exact same characters, and the exact same frickin' voices, and they all have the same personalities, except they're not funny. Well, Brickleberry wasn't really that funny either, but Brickleberry was moderately funny. It just comes across as a regurgitated show with more F-words in it, because you can't use the F-word on, on Comedy Central, but you can use them on Netflix, because, you know, they... I mean, you can, as long as it's marked that way or whatever they do with the Netflix shows. Uh, so avoid this one like the plague. Just avoid it. I'm warning you. You've been warned. Uh, you're gonna If you watch an episode, you're probably going to come out the other end feeling dumber than, than you were going into it. Because that's just, just how bad it is. Like, it's truly terrible. I can't warn you enough. Don't waste your time. Uh, and really don't waste your time with Brickleberry for that matter. But, like, it, you know, if you if you, if you you insist, watch Brickleberry first. And if you like Brickleberry, still don't watch Paradise PD. <laughs> uh, another thing to keep in mind next week, which I believe Monday is the 24th. I'm not, I don't have a calendar in here. Uh, but really starting Monday is the big rollout of all of the Fall Network television shows. Now, that doesn't mean that all of the shows are starting next week, but the majority of them are starting next week. The big networks are premiering their season premieres of all of their big television shows next week, uh, real, namely like ABC, CBS, NBC, uh, Fox are going to be putting out quite a few of their season premieres next week. So set your DVRs, prepare for that, or set your Hulu, whatever it is that you do. You know, do the things, watch the shows. I'm not super excited about any shows. I'll, I'll probably give Chris a call and be like, what should I be excited about watching this season? Uh, I tend to defer to Chris because he's, he's much closer to that industry than myself. I'm like, what? Oh, okay, Netflix is telling me to watch this. Okay, well, watch it. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, so I was really pushing hard for Happy Time Murders. A month or two ago, whenever it was, we were talking about Happy Time Murders. You know, raunchy puppets. It's like, pop it up on the big screen. That movie has been bombing. It has bombed. It is the, the lowest grossing film to ever come out of Henson Studios. And that is uh, that is considering for inflation, uh, fortunately. Because if you weren't considering, Jesus, weren't considering inflation, that would be really bad. Because we're talking movies from the 80s. Uh, so it has not been doing well. Bombed at the box office. Personally, I haven't gotten around to seeing it. I do still want to see it. Uh, I think what hurt them largely in this situation is they created essentially what is a Muppet film, but it's not friendly for children, and then it also doesn't have kind of their their well-known characters, which is understandable because you're not going to put Kermit the Frog in a super raunchy Muppet film, uh, but because it didn't have those those characters, people just weren't that excited about it and weren't drawn to go to the theater. Now, keeping that in mind, I think we are dealing with a film here where it's going to hit the home the home market, Yes, my, 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 my film industry stuff is showing. Oh, yes, thank you, Chris. Also, 22% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but I have a feeling this is something that's going to hit that home window. It's going to be on Blu-ray. It's going to be on digital. And, and people are going to, uh, people are going to uh, get it, actually see it. And I'm not saying it's going to be some crazy cult classic film, but I think it will have a little bit of a following. Uh, think of, like, Grandma's Boy that came out of Happy Madison did not do that well in the theaters, but it just, it did incredibly well in DVD sales because it, it was one of those movies that people just like to throw on television. It was funny. Uh, Freaks and Geeks is the one that I always like to go back to, uh, that, that, that kind of bombed on television. 
But so many people out there own the collector's edition of the entire series. And I've watched the entire series probably like eight times uh, since it originally came out. I, I own it. It's one of the, one of my DVDs that's, that's just never, ever, ever going to get traded in or sold unless, you know, they come out with a new version of it and then, you know, maybe I'll trade up. Uh, but Freaks and Geeks is another example of that. So maybe Happy Time Myrtles will be that. Maybe it won't. I still love Jim Henson. I think he does a fantastic job, and uh, he's allowed to have a miss here and there. <laughs> Books. We've got a book this week. <sighs> I feel like this is happening almost on a weekly basis. There's a book that comes out about the Orange Menace with information, and you know we get all this breaking news about it. Nothing ever happens. We, we It's constant books about how, what a terrible job he's doing and all the terrible things he's done in the past. Nothing ever happens. Well, in in that same you know in that same vein, Stormy Daniels, not familiar with Stormy Daniels, go look it up. She put out a book, and of course, everyone just losing their minds about the information in that. And in fact, uh, that's where the uh, that's where the toad trending on social media stuff came into effect. So again, if you weren't aware of that, go look it up or figure it out based on what I've just told you. Yeah, little it resembles something that Stormy Daniels was talking about in her book. Uh, so check that one out. That's the source of the bad toad memes. Everyone's losing their mind. And I, like I said, I feel like we're getting book after book after book. It's like a book every week where it's like groundbreaking, you know, and you're like, but nothing happens. The the Orange Menace is still sitting in the White House, still sitting there. Uh, one thing I did find interesting about this, and this just came out today. In fact, he was asked about it today in an interview, is apparently Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, was included in this book. And Stormy Daniels claims that after their little tryst, her and the Orange Menace, he asked Ben Roethlisberger to walk her back to her room. And then Ben Roethlisberger, this is not even fully quoted from the book, this is paraphrased from the book, uh, asked for a goodnight kiss. And then as she tried to go into her room, started leaning on the door and was very, very, very aggressive with his advances toward Stormy Daniels. Now, if this is true, uh, she just got done having a tryst with the Orange Menace, and she's turning down Ben Roethlisberger. How bad do you feel, Big Ben? Uh, the important thing I want to bring up here is this happened at a hotel, and I believe the same event a few years later. Uh, this this was a few years after, but years ago, Ben Roethlisberger uh, was accused of... of uh, uh, I, I don't want to call it like full rape, essentially, uh, but, you know, uh, not sexual harassment, but essentially rape. Uh, I don't know all the details of it, but he was accused at that same hotel, that same event, and eventually settled with the victim in that situation. Uh, and that reminded me of something my mother used to tell me, you know, you get in trouble for something, you create a reputation for yourself, and then people are going to believe when other stuff comes out that goes along with that reputation and what has happened in the past. Now, honestly, I hope no one's lying here, but obviously somebody is. So we'll see what happens. But that's the advice I can give to anyone out there is just like, don't create that reputation for yourself. Because here's the thing. He got asked about it today. Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, got asked about it today and just deflected, deflected. But the thing is, he probably wouldn't have got asked about it if he hadn't been in trouble for, in the same situation years ago. Right? He, he probably not. They'd have been like, "Oh, geez, it's just." And who knows if it is a blatant lie? Maybe that's why she included him in the book, knowing that that would create kind of a, a, a fervish, you know, around the book and around his reputation, knowing that that is his reputation. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of he's gotten in trouble multiple times here, multiple times. Yeah, it's a fact. That's a fact. Oh man. I've got one piece of music news for you this week. Maybe you're already aware of this. Um, we have a new Christmas album coming out very soon. Comes out this month, actually. Brand new Christmas album. Brand new Christmas album called Shatner Claws. That's right. The Christmas album you never knew you needed and really still don't need. William Shatner has made a Christmas album. Uh, it includes classic tunes such as Blue Christmas, Run Rudolph Run, and Silver Bells. And among the guest contributors, <laughs> the guest contributors on the Shatner Claus album, some of those include Henry Rollins, Iggy Pop, and one of the members of ZZ Top. 
Yeah, you still don't need this Christmas album, but apparently William Shatner needs to pay some bills, so he created a Christmas album, and of course everyone's going to freak out about it. Uh, I also have a feeling part of this is he... You know, he had that whole, like, we all know the jokes with William Shatner and, and the, the kind of spoken word songs that he did. Uh, well, uh, Jeff Goldblum has come out recently, and he is performing songs with, I believe, a small orchestra. Nobody quote me on that. Performing songs with, with that orchestra, and, and I feel like William Shatner just felt left out. Because that was my first thought when I was like, oh, Jeff Goldblum is turning into William Shatner. Oh, oh okay, this is what we're doing now. Uh, and nothing against Jeff Goldblum. Maybe he's fantastic. I don't know. It was just very odd. Like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's a singer now. Whatevs. Don't forget to pick up your Shatner Claus album. <laughs> I don't need that one personally. Man, I can just, I can like feel my voice going and I can hear it in my monitor here. It's just like, I, it's it's gradually leaving me here. But it's okay. We'll get through this. And, uh, and I will take care of myself this weekend and, and hopefully feel a little better by next week. Uh, so we got some parenting stuff. I don't even really want to unpack this too crazy. I just found this interesting. I found found this very interesting. Um, there's a new term going around right now. We've, well, we've all heard helicopter parent and, and tiger parent. And you know, there's all these different terms for, for type of parenting. There's a fairly new one that's come out called lawnmower parent. Lawnmower parents, it's a thing now. And you might be saying, well, what is a lawnmower parent? Lawnmower parent refers to a parent who is constantly mowing down, that's quote, mowing down challenges for their children. Mowing down challenges. Uh, now, I, I read an article about this. It was actually through USA Today. I'm sure there's some other articles out there regarding this. And it seems to me like there's a fine line. Because bottom line is all parents do this. All parents in some form or an or another unless you're a really terrible parent or a lawnmower parent you know you help your child with challenges that's what you're supposed to do you're a parent now do you need to do everything for them no you don't you don't uh but the bottom line is with this and why this sticks with me and why i put this into the parenting section is that I don't understand why we are constantly labeling parenting types. Constantly. It all has to have a label. I know we have to label everything, but parenting types. You're a helicopter parent. You're a tiger mom. You know, whatever it is. You're a, you're a sports dad. All these things. Why, why is that? And that got me thinking even further. You know, when it comes to parenting, the person that knows their child the best is a parent that knows a child the best is their parent. Bottom line, you know your child the best. You know what challenges they need more help to overcome. And the thing is, children come in all shapes and sizes, all mindsets, and many of them come with mental illnesses, handicaps, any of those things. You can't parent two children the same way, even siblings. You can't parent two children the same way. So, yeah, there are kids out there that need more help mowing down their challenges. We know that. But the thing is, labeling it like this just increases stereotypes. This gives someone on the playground, like not a parent on a playground or at a park, gives them ammunition. Oh, you're being a lawnmower parent. Why? Why? And the thing is, it's no one else's business. As long as a child is happy and healthy... That is, that, is, that is the most important thing. Healthy, happy, social, smart, you know, relatively smart, relative to their age and, and their brain capacity, then you're doing a good job. I mean, I tell you, I go to the park all the time. I take my daughter to the park a couple times a week. We go to the playground, not, not far from our house. We walk there. She plays for a little while. I see parents doing all kinds of things that I would never do with my kid. Do I go tell them not to do that? No. It's none of my business. Maybe that works for that child. It's none of my business. As long as the child's not in danger, you know, then it is everyone's business. If a child's being abused or neglected, yes. That's not what I'm talking about here, though. What I'm talking about here is parenting styles that vary depending on the child. That's the bottom line. I mean, that's how I do it. I know what my daughter needs at this age. I know the things she needs more help with as opposed to others. 
you know, I'll push back. No, you can do that. Pick that up. You can pick that up yourself. Or no, let me help you with that. No, you can't jump off the bed. You can't just, you can't go, you know, whatever it might be. That's the most important thing when it comes to parenting. And everyone has different styles. And no children are exactly the same. And we all know that as a fact. Oh boy, let's get into some tech. I've got some good tech for you today, tonight, tomorrow, next week, whenever you're listening to this. Really a few good things. We had some news today. News today and yesterday, this week, news. News, tech news. It's a GoPro. GoPro. Those are the small action cameras. I've actually got one taking photos in the studio right now. This one's a little older, works just fine, but I've got one in taking photos in the studio right now. Uh, the company GoPro announced their new camera, which is the Hero 7. If you're not familiar with GoPro, they sent, they're all Hero, and they just move the numbers up. Uh, I'm, I think I'm working off like a Hero 4 or something like that. I, I don't know, whatever this, I can't see it from here. I'm, I'm not putting my glasses on right now. Uh, but they, they're Hero, and then they number them. So they just unveiled the Hero 7. This is the, the seventh iteration of their small action cameras, which if you're in the market for an action camera, I think they're fantastic. Uh, if you're really just a consumer and you want to take some fo- you know, some action shots with your dog or put it on your bike or your motorcycle, your car, whatever it is, you probably don't need the most expensive one of these, uh, which is interesting with the newest model. And I think they've done this with the past couple models. GoPro uh, created three versions, three versions of their GoPro Hero 7. Uh, I'm not going to go through the exact names of the versions, but they started started their most expensive, which has all the bells and whistles, and then they move on down to your more basic GoPro camera, which is still a fantastic camera. Uh, and again, if if you're just looking to take you know take some footage with your kids or your dog or you know you out on a bike or whatever else, like that, really the 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 in, the more inexpensive, less expensive uh, GoPro is probably going to fit you just fine. Like the real expensive one is you know that's for uh, you know, creators and, and anyone that's out there doing like serious stuff or like professional, uh, you know, action sport athletes like that, then yeah, maybe that's what you need. Uh, but really you can go, you can go on the lower end there or really if, if you've never had a GoPro and you just want to try it out, like go pick up a five or a six now, uh, because the seven, it's not quite, they have unveiled it. It's not fully available yet. It is available, uh, for, Pre-order. Oh, another thing I should mention, they have really geared them towards social platforms. So a lot of stuff you can share now from the new GoPros, you'll be able to share directly on social platforms from the camera. Uh, so that's going to be interesting as well because it's got Wi-Fi, which they've had Wi-Fi enabled on. Like this one here I've had for years and it's Wi-Fi enabled and everything. So I don't know exactly uh, how, how they've changed that, but they are definitely gearing it uh, towards social platforms. Uh, interestingly enough, if you do want to get more inf- information on this, not that I'm trying to drive more traffic for the guy, uh, but Casey Neistat, uh, Neistat, Neistat, you know, he's got, he's big, uh, creator over there on YouTube and has a whole studio and everything. Uh, I know he just posted a review today. He has his hands on one. So you're, you're probably going to be able to find some reviews, uh, for some early, from some early adopters that are able to get their hands on this, this gear and stuff. And I know he was one of them. I didn't actually watch it, uh, but I know he had his hands on one and had posted a review of it. Uh, and I believe he loved it. I did see that just from like the caption. I just I didn't actually watch it. Um, nothing against Casey. I just I don't have the time to be watching every freaking video out there. Uh, but you all should have plenty of time to make sure you're watching all of the Go Tell Us the Wall videos, right? Mm-hmm. Oh man, we've got an embarrassing one from Nest here. Really, I don't know if this is embarrassing from Nest or the guy who owns the house with the Nest Ring doorbell. Oh, uh, not a Ring doorbell. It's a Nest doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to saying ring because I've got a ring uh, on my, which they were on sale like a week ago. I've got a ring out here on my front gate. Uh, but Nest cameras everywhere. I've got Nest everywhere else in addition to some other cameras. Uh, so <laughs> it's just habit to say ring. But they do have a doorbell. Uh, and there's a guy, I can't even remember where this guy was, but there was a guy who's actually a JavaScript developer. So he's a tech guy, which makes it extra funny. Uh, had his doorbell set and and apparently with the nest doorbells there's a way you can set it so that it only recognizes like the owner of the house or whoever lives there and if it sees someone that that it doesn't recognize it locks down your house that's right locks the door so this guy was outside of his house and went to go back in the house went to go open the door and apparently his doorbell mistook his shirt for a person his shirt actually had 
uh, Batman's face on it. So the doorbell recognized that as an intruder and locked him out of his house. Locked him out of his house. Now, I understand this feature. Uh, I, I'm, I don't even actually, I don't understand this feature. I'm all for safety. I've got cameras everywhere. Like my house is covered and I'm all for it. However, I don't have anything that automatically locks my door because it doesn't recognize someone. Or even if I did, I would have some kind of fail safe so I don't actually get locked out of my house. This is where technology can become a little bit dangerous uh, simply because it's a t-shirt. It's not a person. It's a t-shirt. And it's also not a person looking at the t-shirt. It's a piece of digital hardware with AI built in. And the AI wasn't smart enough to realize, dude, that's Batman. <laughs> and seriously, if Batman himself was coming to rob my house, open that door up, Ness, because I'll be like, what up, Batman? I know. How dumb is that? Like, I just, I don't get it. Why set your doorbell like that? Uh, anyway, we got a little leak. Not a leak of my beer or, you know, a leaky diaper or anything yet. Can you tell I'm a parent? Not a leaky diaper or anything. But we had a leak of some product images. The well-known keyboard maker company called Bridge, B-R-Y-D-G-E, Bridge. They make some of the real high-end keyboards uh, and for those of you that are familiar with the industry, or really are not familiar with the industry, when there's something new coming out, so like Apple, they unveiled all those new iPhones. What happens is the manufacturers that make third-party stuff for them, uh, one of like Hex is one of them, uh, specifically to iPhones. They make iPhone cases, iPad cases, like all kinds of you know, not all kinds of accessories, but more cases and stuff. And I'll tell you when Apple did their their keynote. Like an hour later, I got an email. I just happened to be a. I, I love hex products. I have a couple hex bags and stuff. Uh, not obviously not for iPhone because I don't have an iPhone, but I have other other products. I got an email like an hour after that keynote uh, saying new iPhone cases available now. Like you, no one even had the iPhone. So what happens is Apple and other companies they give these specs to these 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 companies, these third party companies that are making accessories, so that they can create them and have them ready right away, right away. So here we have Bridge, who was giving given specs on what appears to be the new Google Chrome OS tablet. That's right. This is a tablet running Chrome OS, not a Chromebook. It is an actual tablet, new Google tablet. And we are, from what I can gather, it looks like this is going to be unveiled on October 9th. Uh, so look forward to an official Google tablet on October 9th. But if, if you're so inclined, go check out the leaked images. The interesting thing about the leaked images is it's like, it's a tablet. <laughs> like, unless, you know, unless it's something mind-blowing, you know, a step forward, whenever they leak, like, it's like it's a tablet. I, w I really want to know what's inside, and we'll find that out probably on uh, October 9th. So look forward to that. But these damn companies, people get a hold of stuff and they leak it, you know, it's crazy. And from what I can gather on this is Bridge accidentally leaked this one. Uh, but that's what happens when you have interns handle And nothing against interns. That's what, you ha what happens when you have interns, uh, you know, handling what should be confidential stuff until it's actually unveiled. Yeah. Oh, we got some news from Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Twitter getting ahead of the game. They were behind the game uh, when it came to banning certain people from their platform, but they're ahead of the game on this one, and they are looking to roll this out. It's actually been rolled out to, to some beta testers already, but they are going to be rolling out soon on Twitter. Ready? Can we get a little drum roll? Chronological timeline. Chronological timeline. Holy shit, the most, like, basic thing that everyone has been asking for for two or three years now chronological timeline so this means that once this rolls out when you go on to twitter you're actually going to see all of the tweets in order from the people you follow such a novel fucking idea right yeah yeah so simple but you know what no one else does it and twitter's not even doing it yet but twitter's actually rolling it out so we'll see if uh, if facebook actually does this because it makes most sense on Facebook. The most sense on Facebook. But they all lean back on these algorithms. No, the algorithm's great. This is going to be great for you. This is what you want to see. Yeah, I don't need a computer or some douchebags up in Silicon Valley telling me what I want to see. No. 
How do you know what I want to see? How does a computer know what I want to see? Spoiler alert, they don't. They don't. So we'll see if anyone else follows on this. I'm sure Facebook will not be following on this. I just I don't think they will be following suit on this uh, because Facebook is basically dying a slow, slow death. Slow death. It's just a matter of time before they are replaced by something else. And speaking of Facebook, <laughs> I think we talked about this a few months ago. Facebook has started rolling out their new feature, which is Facebook dating. That's right. Because if, fa- if, if you thought Facebook had too much bullshit in it before, you had no idea. Now they are launching a dating aspect of Facebook. Uh, they are testing it in c- currently, right now, right now, testing it in Colombia. That's in South America. Uh, not Colombia, South Carolina. No, col- like the country, Colombia. They're testing it out there. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure it's going to be rolled out widely to the rest of the world. Uh, here's the thing. We don't need more bullshit on Facebook. We don't. How about you just fix the freaking news feed? Fix the timelines. Fix the stuff that's already there that people were perfectly content with. Because you know what? There's a ridiculous amount of dating apps and sites and everything else out there. We don't need to roll it up into Facebook where you're going to be interacting with your grandmother and then have someone sending nude pictures to you from the dating aspect of it. Can you imagine the weird, awkward crossover that you could end up with if that's what's happening? Because the majority of people uh, interacting on Facebook, like it's even me, I mean, I have friends on there too. I'm interacting with my relatives. That would be very, very awkward. Not that I send nude photos to anyone, even if I was on a dating site. I mean, I'm happily married, so it's not like I'd be on the date. I just, I just, like, it's going to happen. Like, it's just a matter of time. And again, like I said, Facebook is not only dying a slow, slow death, but it's stabbing itself in the process. Stabbing itself as it's dying. Pretty sure they just, they want to die. I'm pretty sure they just, they're done. They're done. Zuckerberg's like, I'm so freaking rich. Can we just be done with this stuff? I'm just going to go live on an island with my wife and children. I'm pretty sure that's all he wants to do. I would. Jesus Christ. I would. I would have cash out of that so long ago. And then just, just go be a, be a fun philanthropist. You know, just be a philanthropist with all your money. Have some fun. Uh, create some charities, all that good stuff. Just, just do it. Anyway, we got a little more tech here. Instagram and hashtags. Instagram and hashtags, uh, they are testing a new feature, and in the end, they may let users hide hashtags on posts. So when you post something and you're typing in all of your hashtags, which I'm not a big hashtag fan, I do use them uh, for the podcast. I don't use them for anything personal. I use them for the podcast because it does it does help drive traffic. But you know, you go on, um, and Instagram is probably the big. Well, Instagram, Twitter's just as bad. But you go on there, and on an Instagram, you see a photo, and then below that, it's just like, hashtag, 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 and then like two words. And you're like, what? 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 I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. So what they're doing now is they're actually testing this out where you can hide them. Now, the important thing to remember is they're still going to come up in search. So if you go to search hashtag something, those posts are going to pop up. They're just not going to be clogging up your entire feed. I think this is really a great idea, and it makes sense. And like I said, I can't even read half these freaking hashtags anyway, so hopefully we'll see that coming out wide uh, very soon. One more piece of tech news. Amazon went crazy today. Like, I, they went crazy. Mm-hmm. They announced a whole bunch of new smart products. I'm going to run down some of these for you. Uh, so they've announced a new Echo Show. That's the tablet. If you have the need to spend a bunch of extra money and just have a tablet that just sits in, in your house, uh, that'd be the Echo Show. There is a new Ring security camera uh, because keep in mind, Ring is owned by Amazon. And and now my my stuff isn't like moving here. I, I have a list here. Can, can I see my list? Thank you. Techno- technology. Oh, gosh. There. Technology. Does that, who, who knows that? That's, there's a whole song. It's that's a deep cut from a really funny movie back in the early 2000s. Uh, if if anyone out there can figure out what I'm like singing about technology, and I'll give you a hint, it's happening at a wedding ceremony that someone's singing about it. If you hit me up on one of the social platforms and tell me what movie that's from, I'm sending you five stickers, and I'll get your name on the podcast. Uh, there is also a speakerless echo. 
that they have put out, and this is, I'm sure you would have to hook this up to an, another speaker, but it makes sense. In fact, this came up recently in, in, in uh, my house. I think my parents were visiting a while ago, uh, and I had bought them a Google Home Mini, and they were asking, uh, you know, this is last Christmas, and months later my mom was like, well, can I hook this up to our nice sound bar? And I was like, no, no, you, you just have to use a speaker on it. Um, so I'm sure with that you can actually plug it into a, an, an external speaker. Uh, here is the one that's most ridiculous, uh, and it's even captioned here from TechCrunch, why, as wildly unnecessary, and that would be the Alexa microwave, because uh, you know you need a smart microwave. I always wanted to talk to my microwave. No. Uh, then there's new updated stuff. There is also an Alexa clock, and there's a new smart plug that came out, and I feel like there was something else that I'm missing. Ah, maybe not. No, the main thing was, oh, that's what, that's the one. This one I'm actually, so they put out a new subwoofer uh, that will go with the Alexa, but this one I'm actually, I did find interesting, and I I think, I told my wife about it, I think eventually I might pick up one of these, and it's a live recording Fire TV recast. So essentially what this is, is it's a DVR or a TiVo uh, for live television, and will work with over-the-air television, so you can hook it up through your antenna. Now, me being a cord cutter and just mainly using... Uh, digital antenna and Netflix and Hulu. This is fantastic. So I, I may end up picking up one of those uh, for our household in the future just because it makes sense. You know, if you don't have cable and you don't have like a built-in DVR, totally makes sense, uh, especially if you want to pull some live stuff that isn't on those other platforms. I could find myself using that for, I, I, I don't know what off the top of my head, maybe sporting events and stuff. A lot of stuff's on Hulu, so it's not super important. But then there are shows that aren't on Hulu and maybe I would use that are over the air, but, you know, I could end up using it for that. Uh, let's move on to some common sense. Oh, we've got a little Burning Man news. Chris, I hope you're still on there. So the burn ended like two weeks ago, almost three weeks ago. There's a big art project out there. Uh, and this has been really kind of evolving for the past few years. I, I want to say since 2014 or 15, they've been bringing pieces of it out there. Uh, they had a lot of it out there in 2016, the last year I was out there. And this would be... The, the 747, that's right, the 747 art car, uh, which was brought to Burning Man by, I don't even care the name of the art. Yeah, I don't care the name of it. I had it right in front of me, and then I lost it. Uh, so the 747, which, calm down, it's not like a full, full-size 747. It's the, the majority of the front part of the fuselage uh, with wings chopped off. Not completely chopped off, still has little wings on the sides. It's not a full 747. Uh, it was actually towed around the playa this year uh towed itself so that it moved but it was being towed by probably a tractor or some truck or you know something crazy uh, and was used as an art car now i bring this up because like i said burning man ended three weeks ago and that 747 is still unfortunately sitting in the black rock desert which is maintained by the bureau of land management there in nevada and they don't know what to do in fact as if you if you look into this, really, this is only for burners out there. Uh, the BLM Bureau of Land Management is actually looking into options to get it out of there. And then if you talk to the art studio that did it, uh, they claim that they are also looking for options to get it out of there. Here's the thing. Bottom line, radical self-reliance, motherfuckers. Figure out how to handle your stuff or don't bring it. Bottom line. It was three weeks ago, dude. You know, it was three weeks ago. You should have had a plan. Should have had a plan. Chris, that's literally the next line on here. Uh, and for the record, sets the record for the biggest piece of moop ever. And it's probably not going to get beat. Because who the hell leaves an airplane out in the Black Rock Desert and doesn't expect to get a little backlash from it? Seriously, radical self-reliance. Freaking filthy hippies! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll through these last couple things because I got a couple ones that I think are real funny. Fortnite. You ever heard of that game Fortnite? It's a super popular game out there. I think you play it on computers or Xboxes or whatever. I don't know because I don't play the games and stuff. But I know it's super popular. In fact, one of the pitchers for the Boston Red Sox is an avid player of Fortnite. That's right, Fortnite. Well, we got some news recently. Uh, this one actually comes from the AV Club. As of recently, Fortnite, the game, has been cited more than 200 times in divorce proceedings. 
That's right. People getting divorced are citing Fortnite as one of the reasons they are getting divorced. Here's the thing. I get it. People get addicted to games, but goddamn people walk away once in a while. Pay attention to your wife, husband, kids, whatever it might be. 200 freak, over 200 freaking people have cited a video game in their divorce proceedings. That's sad. We all need to do better. Ted Cruz, that slimy son of a bitch down there in Texas. I can't believe he still exists. I can't believe we still have to see his name on a daily basis. But hopefully Cousin Beto beats the hell out of him in that race. And then if it was legal, I'd love to see him beat the hell out of him physically just because that would be fun. And I think the majority of people in this country, with the exception of the few his supporters he has there in Texas, would love to see uh, Ted Cruz get the shit beat out of him. I, <laughs> I know I would. He's more, more in the news here with this election. You know what he did recently? You know what he did recently? And don't even get me started on the fact that he told people that Beto was going to ban barbecue in Texas if he was elected. Still don't know if that was a freaking joke or if he's just that stupid. But recently, he sent out fundraising letters to a bunch of people there in Texas. Fundraising letters, which, oh, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I don't like the guy. Send out fundraising letters. You know what my problem is? The fundraising letters were marked on the outside as official summons. Official summons. Here's the thing. We go to find out it was not against the rules. But geez, how low do you have to go? How low do you have to go? Official summons. Ted Cruz. I think it's stupid too, Chris. I, I really do. Because that's the thing. is a lot of people, when he said Beto's going to ban barbecue across all of Texas, people were like, he is, he's, making a, he's making a joke, right? And the whole thing was because liberals are all vegans and stuff. <laughs> I had a freaking cheeseburger for dinner last night. And I'm not a liberal. I'm progressive. That's even worse. That's even worse than those people down in Texas. They're like, oh, my God. Oh my God, it's not just a liberal, it's a progressive. They want people to have health care. Oh God, it's so scary. Freaking Texas. Moving along, do better, Ted Cruz. Uh, so apparently there is a pair of Nike shoes. That's right, you know this ridiculousness with Nike shoes and how people stand in line and they sell them for like thousands of dollars? There's a pair of factory flawed Nike shoes. These are actually the, quote, Reverse shattered backboard, whatever the hell that is. Uh, and I think it's a Jordan thing. So what happened with these shoes was one of the two pair of these high-top Nike shoes actually came off the line with an upside-down swoosh. If you're not familiar with Nike, they have that swoosh. Swoosh. Uh, created by a student at the University of Oregon many, many, many years ago and uh, paid for $10. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time. Uh, these shoes with this upside down swoosh actually are going to be are going to be sold for in the neighborhood of one hundred and forty six thousand dollars. One hundred forty six thousand dollars for these uh, factory flawed Nike shoes. Give me a break. I will stick with my Vans. They cost me forty two to fifty two dollars a pair. And that's when I don't go to the outlet. Ooh, when I go to the outlet, I walk in there like I'm like like what was it was it, that thrift shop? Got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm walking like I got hundred dollars in my pocket. I'm walking out with five six pairs of shoes. I know how to I know how to shop the Vans outlet. You got to be smart, people. Common sense. If you want some tips, hit me up. Uh, freaking shoes. All right, I got one more piece of news. Coca Cola. Coca Cola is working on a cannabis. That's right, cannabis, marijuana, weed. The weed, the Mary Jane. They're working on a cannabis partnership with a grower out of Canada, actually, uh, to make a cannabis-infused beverage that will come from the Coca-Cola family of beverages. That's right. Now, Coca-Cola came out a little while ago and said they would not be creating drinks infused with marijuana. However, they have come out now and said that they are investigating options and most likely will be putting out a drink with CBD, which is non-psychoactive marijuana. I don't want to get into all the details on that. However, it is a cannabis-infused drink that Coca-Cola will likely be putting out soon. Uh, I think this is great because they are being more readily available, but it goes back to the same thing that really has made me mad since uh, marijuana really picked up steam becoming recreationally legal. And I realized what it is, what it comes down to. Here's the thing for me. 
and I, this could never happen, but what should have happened was once it became recreationally legal, there should have been a period, like a period of a couple years, where if you were a company or a politician or a rich person who was speaking up against recreational marijuana or against medical marijuana, it should be like a five-year period where like, no, you're not allowed to because you fought it for so many years. But no, as usual, what's happening is these rich white dudes that we've talked about in the past and these rich white dude companies like Coca-Cola are trying to cash in on something that they never were in favor of previously. And they're able to do it because they have money while people of color still, still sit in jail for smoking a joint. That's what I got a problem with. Got a big problem with it. But nonetheless, all these companies are just going to make money. They saw an opportunity to make money, and they're going to do it. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wall fans, common censors, social media world, podcast consumers, thank you for joining in episode 72 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Don't forget, we will not have an episode next week scheduling conflict. We will be back the following week on the live feed, on the actual audio podcast, all that good stuff. Don't forget, bookmark SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Stay up to date. Like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. And also on Twitter at tell the wall pod and at magic muppet. And remember, Wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world, random people discovering this podcast and show. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing that particular thing, always, always use common sense. <laughs>